Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Hi. We're back. A long time not hearing a full episode brand new episode from us apologies that you know what life happens and sometimes people get sinus infections like melissa how do you think you got sick by the way i don't know i don't know i guess it I, probably from when i went to the concert but like you didn't get sick from it mm-hmm. and neither did allison or gabe and sonam like y'all like sonam was with me and then you, you were with me the day after and then gabe and allison were with me on friday but nobody well, else got no, sick now i'm getting sick but i also could blame it on the trick-or-treater who coughed on me yeah but like it's been t- 
two weeks since you've seen me and you're getting sick now. So it yeah, wouldn't be not, the same thing. No, I usually would get sick like immediately after. A, a cock, two trick-or-treaters tried to come inside of our house. They were like so little. And I was like, you're a chore. Do you see that TikTok of that? I've seen it, yeah. That? I saw a couple and of was like, them, oh, yeah. Okay. And they were so cute. And then there was one that just like coughed on me. And I was like, okay, okay, thank you. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I fumbled there because I was like, what are we recording again? <laughs> We've been off our game. We've been recording in a while, but Melissa was sick and now I'm getting sick. So we're doing this virtual and it's going to be a wonderful, amazing, great time. And we're here to, to we're here to save the day. We're here to save everyone's lives. And you have two people on. I'm on, I'm on cold medicine. And so just know that like the <laughs> unfiltered, we're about, we're just going to be very honest, might be a little drowsy. Yeah. I'm t- I'm drowsy, but like I haven't taken any medicine since last night, so I'm I'm alert. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> I'm drowsy and I'm on cold medicine, but you know that means that we're going to be really honest here, and I probably won't talk as much, which will be great. I won't just drone on and on. We'll see. Ooh! And if you want to watch the video version to see the eye roll that she just gave me, um, you can check out the Patreon. It's a great time. <laughs> Video, video versions of all the podcasts. You can also listen to the audio versions ad-free there. And we do live streams twice a month. And it's a wonderful, fun time where we vibe out. And it's fun because we've... If anyone's new and you're like, oh, I haven't done this before, just know that there's almost recently... Pretty much there's always at least like one new person. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will not be the only new... only The only new be there. And we promise... Maybe, maybe Lauren can come hop into like the DMs and we can post it on our story to like share that like... We're very nice the first time you come, you know? Ish. We only start bullying you once you've been there for as long as other once people. Once we know you and know how. <laughs> and know how to get under your skin. Exactly. Mary. So, <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Mary. So the, um, the giant that is Mary. Speaking of Mary. Mary, this is for you. And for people who know, I saw a TikTok of a little girl interviewing Lil Wayne. And she said, Mr. Lil Wayne. <laughs> And it reminded me of you. So to explain what this podcast is, this is an advice podcast where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice that changes your life. And you can't blame us because it's in the title of the show. And if you want to call in and tell us what's going on in your life so we can fix it for you or attempt to, or at least give you a hee-hee-ha-ha-ha, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide into our DMs or just email us at that same email address and write it all down. If you're going to do a voice recording one, whether that's voice memo or voicemail, you have three minutes total. And that's a very long time, I promise you. So we ask that you write everything down and then read it out loud. Time yourself. Make sure you're under those three minutes because it will cut you off. And then record. Just read it out loud. You have to be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. You can let us know your pronouns if you would like. You do not have to. But we do ask that you include your age and pseudonyms because it is all anonymous. And if you've like, it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, like give us the most relevant information so we can give you the most relevant advice. Otherwise, it might not hit the same. Um, And then under 300 words, if you're writing it in. Well, let's give some advice. Let's change some lives. We're going to start with an update, though. (gasps) I love that. Hello, Eminem. I called in for advice all the way back in September 2021. Season 8, episode 15, not wanting to relocate to live with boyfriend. It's been a while, but after giving your advice, you wanted me to update you on what I ended up doing. 
So to refresh Dale's memory, I called in for advice if I should move to a new city with my long-distance boyfriend of two years. I was having doubts in the relationship and second-guessing the choice to move. You told me I shouldn't move. He wasn't my person. I should be excited to move. And I would be excited to move if it was the right choice. I took that to heart, and it also confirmed what I was thinking and feeling. I decided to call him and break up with him. After I told him I was feeling and that I had changed my mind, he made me second-guess my feelings and reasons for backing out. He guilted me, saying, we have worked so hard to get to this moment, and why not just give it a shot to know for sure? I pushed back against that, but then he made a grand gesture and drove six hours to physically stay with me and didn't leave until he moved to his place. Red flag. That's mm-hmm. a, I don't even know if it's a flag. That's like a, a tent. Even with him staying with me for the entire week leading up to the move, I tried to be honest once again. I told him I didn't feel right and I don't want to do this. He made me feel like I was the bad guy giving up on our relationship and setting him home after a grand gesture of love. He again dismissed my relationship concerns and assured me that everything would be better once we lived together. I realized he was now being immature to Lulu, but I had already quit my job at this point and my lease was up in a few days. So I gave in and I moved in with him. I felt in my gut that it was wrong to do the entire time, but he was gaslighting me so much. I somehow convinced myself it was cold feet and I owed it to him to try. Please don't judge my stupidity. He was highly manipulative and I'm an empath. So the situation fucked with my head. I would never judge you for this. This is all him. I tried my best. While living with him, I tried to move past my feelings and make it work. I ended up staying a total of 10 months. I won't go into detail, but things were not great and it definitely confirmed what I had known before I had moved. We were not compatible and distance was not the issue. Obviously, I feel resentful towards him and was a shell of my former self. I was missing my old friends and my old city. I started therapy, found my power again, again, and broke up with his ass. I moved back, got a new and better job, reconnected with my old friends, and also met my current boyfriend who is amazing and the love of my life. I've been a listener since 2020 and I don't know if anyone who didn't take your advice has given an update. Moral of the story, Megan and Melissa are always right and always stand firm in your gut feeling. I grew a lot from this experience, but I would have saved a lot of time and heartache if I would have taken your advice. Love the podcast. I'm so glad you're in a better place. Me too. And I want to say the title of this email was, I didn't take your advice and I regret it. (laughs) But sometimes you got to live and learn. Yeah. Because you would, I think if if you would have not done it, you would have been thinking like, what if I did go? Even though you knew in your heart that you shouldn't go. But I feel like you're probably a better person now as in like when you're looking for a relationship you know what the red flags are and now it makes you better at picking who your next partner is. And you've said that your current partner is the love of your life. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think like, especially when this relationship was clearly like super manipulative and toxic and it didn't just appear overnight. So I do agree in the sense that like, I think if you hadn't moved in with him, you had are you were already suffering at the, at the hands of his manipulation and all that toxicity that when people get there, like, claw like they sink there like they sink into you in that kind of Mm -hmm. way it's a lesson either way and i'm glad that like you everything's everything's going so much better now and fuck that guy yeah well happy for you yay all right we're gonna take a break and when we get back we'll get into the rest of the episode A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back. All right. First up, we've got a write-in. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love all the pods. They make my week. I, 19, she, her, am writing for Don't Blame Me for some advice on if I should ask someone out, how to ask someone out. I have a crush on someone in my gender and communication class, and I really want to get to know this person more. His name is Peter. He, him. I literally know nothing about him besides the fact that we're in the same class. I don't know how old he is, what year he is, what his major is, if he's single. I only found his Instagram because of a project we did together in class. I've only spoken to him during our class, small group discussion, but he's really cute, nice, funny from what I know. I've never asked anyone out before, been on a real date or been in a serious relationship, so I really don't know what to do. Should I just ignore it and probably never see him again after the semester or should I ask him out? How do you even ask someone out? Where do you go? Am I being weird and obsessive? Do I follow him on Instagram and reach out? Give me the tough love. I can handle it. Thank you so much. This is cute. It is cute. I think you're being a little weird and obsessive, but like we've all been a little weird and obsessive. <laughs> yes. We've all been here. 
I think we're uh, like even like when you've been seeing someone for a minute, you're still like a little weird. No, you're still a little weird. Obsessive. <laughs> yes, like you, you know, like you get those. Yeah, you, know, you, you see them post something on Instagram or something, and you, you get those little whoo. Or like, I don't want to be the first one to look at this. And mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate how Instagram now, when it's somebody that you're looking at all the time. Yeah, they, they go, want to see it? Like, you go, Stop. Yeah. No, put it, put it I away. Do, I don't want to. But not this I easily. Do, but not, not this easily. And not like to the point where like the minute they post it, it's the first thing that pops up. I don't, don't, don't let, don't let don't it be that I'm this spot. thirsty. Yeah. I feel but the same I do way. like that I when I post something and I see that they're the first ones to look oh, yeah. at my like, great. And then you go, well, yeah. uh-huh. reverse, I know what's going on with uh-huh. you and your algorithm, but okay. Right. Yeah, but don't do that to <laughs> but me. But I don't want to do it. Don't do it to like, me. Be for the girls, Instagram. <laughs> be for the fucking girls. Mm-hmm. But one, I don't think this is going to be the last time you see them. Even I went to a big university and I saw people all the time, even when I didn't have classes with them at all. Like, you'll still see them around. And this was also like we, I was you got to keep in mind, too, that like I was on Facebook, like I was one of the first people on Facebook at my university. And that's the only like social media that we had. And so like people were quick to follow people because it's like this is how we add. like you had to add people for them to join Facebook. Whoa. So I was I, I like legit my very rich friend. I feel like she knew somebody that got us on to Facebook. Because she was like the first person at our school that was on Facebook. And then she added me. But I would go ahead and add them now. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong. You've had discussions with them. You've been in the same group. I don't think there's anything weird about going ahead and add them. And if you're feeling like nervous about talking to him in person, I feel like social media is the best is like a great buffer for that. If you want to make it less weird, I know we're coming up at the end of the semester, like in case you're like afraid of getting rejected, maybe wait until the class is over. That way it's not weird in class and add him like when class is ending, but like do something memorable at the end of the semester. So like he's like, okay, I I mean, if I was in school, I would have just been like, hey, there's. You know, find some social thing that's going on and invite him there or just like ask, are you going to this blah, blah, blah. It could be something that's like in the major or if you know something he's into when you're doing your uh, Instagram stalking, find something <laughs> that you think that he might be interested in. And it might not be something you're necessarily interested in, but it's a way to create an environment where you would be there together and uh you can talk to him more outside of class but i think it's cute i think this is cute don't be afraid and i know you haven't really dated anybody before but this is the perfect time to to start like just exploring dating while you're in college especially since again we're coming at the, up at the end of the semester or quarter or whatever your school is on and you can you know, get some flirtation during winter break mm-hmm. just on social media where you guys are just chatting back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with all that. I would do a slightly shifted timeline in the sense that like I would add him now and I would the excuse for I would ask him something about like I would ask him to study with you, like for the cram for the final. Like I'm studying for the final. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to mm-hmm. I would start like that kind of thing there. And then also I would add him see if like he has a girlfriend from the instagram after you add him so that's why i would i would definitely do the social media thing first also because 
think social media can tell us a lot about a person because like you don't know that much about him and you might not like him. And so I think asking someone out, I would rather know that I don't actually like you by spending two seconds scrolling on your Instagram than like arriving to a date or like a coffee or even a study session. So yeah, I would I would add him, do a quick little peruse, see if you're still into him. I think she's already perusing. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess if he's not private. Yeah. And then I would be like, hey, did you, you can even like, I used to do this all the fucking time with like people I liked. I'm like, do you remember what like the, which day they said the homework? Like I wrote down this day, but like, I don't think it's right. And they're like, oh no, it's actually like this one. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Or it's like, hey, do you actually, did you, did you get a copy of like, the, I can't find it online. And then like, you know, they can do that kind of a thing. And then hit up of seeing like, if you want to like, do you maybe want to like grab coffee and like study or you, and like there's something like flirty and cute to do of being like, do you want to stay for our final or get distracted and like not study at all for the final and like, or like distract, like something like in the sense of being like, we're both in this kind of thing together. Do you want to study for the final or get dinner with me so I don't have to study for the final because I've been studying far too much? Like something flirtatious in that sense. So he mm-hmm. can opt in or opt out in a way, especially because it's like you've never really had experience with this. I would say, I would tread lightly in the sense because there is a high the rejection just in the sense of like might have a girlfriend, might be into somebody else, might not be interested in dating or whatever the reason is that like will have nothing to do with you. Even a seasoned dater can take it really personal. So I think like setting yourself up for an outcome, like if you have to envision in your head how they're rejecting you if they do reject you what is the way that is like most comfortable for you so like for me i know that that is not in person i know that that is over like text message or over social media or something like that and i also know that i like to give someone an out so then they're picking from my two options not just like shutting something down so i think like that doesn't have to be how you operate but figuring out what that would be because dating is all about like picking yourself back up after that and like enjoying the time but we can also get really like stressed out so we don't even enjoy going on a date with someone because we're so worried about the outcome of it like it should be fun yeah have you ever asked someone out yeah i was i feel like you definitely would have i've never asked anyone out but i usually do it like a more of like a a hangout type thing like a group or just like chill no just like chill i was thinking about the last person that i hooked up in college hooked up with dated and I was trying to think about how that came along because we were in a class together. It was a screenwriting class. It was the, like I had like never offered a screenwriting class at my school. And he was in my screenwriting class my senior year. And he asked me if I wanted to come over and watch like a movie that we were like reviewing or something. It was something where I went over to his apartment. And then he was like showing me his camera equipment and stuff. And I was like, okay. And um, and then showed me some shorts he made. No. I truly did not know he was into me. I really just thought like we were just doing school. Yeah, I thought we were doing like I wasn't into him at all. Really? Oh, and you're having to sit through a short film on someone you're not even into. Yeah, I, I was just like, this is because, again, like this was like a screenwriting class. They had never mm-hmm. offered it before. And I was like, this is awesome. This is somebody that's like into the same stuff I am. And I'm thinking more of like, we're going to make some like shorts or something together. He wants to make a different kind of movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so um, I was just like, I was like, cool. And I think we watched, I don't even want to say what we watched because that I... person is problematic. And then um, as I was walking out, he just kind of kissed me. And I was like, oh. Chump scare. Shock, shocker. But like, it was a really good kisser. Oh, that's, like, okay. that's so, that's, that's what you're like, fuck. The kind where you're like, he, he like held the size of my face. Yeah. And you're like, well, damn. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm going to use you for your body now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then we kind of started dating after that. So I just think like, just like hangouts can did lead to Did you ever to start to like him? Yeah, I did. Like okay. after he kissed me, I just wasn't thinking of him yeah. in that light at all. He wasn't in that box. So like you can't even yeah, he fathom it. Yeah. But then he got into that box. Then he got in the box. Yeah. And so it. W- I wasn't thinking about it. So I will say like just doing hangouts and yeah. things may lead to things that you know the other person isn't necessarily thinking about at the time it's a good call very 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 good call so i'm excited like a like a crush is so fun mm-hmm. so i'm really happy for you writer i would plant the seeds and at least start all of this before school happens again because i definitely had a crush on a guy for more than one like quarter and i wasted a hell of a lot of time when i could have gone on a date with him and realized that this man was so weird and like not cool and like really it was he was with the worst one of the worst dates i've ever been on mm-hmm. he almost abandoned me on the side of the road but instead he just had his friend drive me home who then tried to have sex with me and i was like please oh, let God. me out of the car it was horrible but like if i had been bold and like made a move i could have gone i like i wouldn't have had to like have this like build up and stew on this and then I started ignoring like clear red flags because I was like, mm-hmm. I built up this crush on him. So I always think it's better to act earlier because I have a bad habit of like stringing out those feelings, not doing anything about it. And then ending up in the situation being like, I actually don't like you at all. Yeah. But that's, you know, when you're having a crush on people, you're kind of filling in the blanks of what you <laughs> want them to be because you don't actually yep. know them yet. Yep. And when they're over six feet tall, it's dangerous. <laughs> Because you fill in the blanks, you go, it must be good. And it goes, actually, usually the opposite. <sighs> All right. Next one. Yes. Hi, M&M. I hope y'all are doing great. So I don't know how to ask my friends to pay me back money that they still owe me. Whenever I buy my friends food or a concert ticket or anything, they usually forget and then they do eventually pay me back. However, it's always last minute. Like when I bought tickets for a Bad Bunny concert, my friend who I went with didn't pay me back until the end, till the day of the concert, almost a year later. They eventually did and apologized profusely. Or when I paid for my friend for brunch because she forgot her wallet and she didn't pay me back for almost four months. They did the last time we went to go get brunch and they also apologized profusely. This has happened multiple times and I'm genuinely surprised how people don't have a calendar or use a reminder app on their phone. So currently I have a friend who hasn't paid me back for the Beyonce Renaissance movie I pre-ordered and it won't come out until December 1st. How do I get myself to tell any of my friends that they owe me money without waiting until the last minute or ever? Or without singing Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna whenever they come over to my house. I'm usually pretty straightforward with everyone when it comes to money. But when it comes to money, it's weirdly tricky. Maybe that's just me. Hope Hoping a listener can relate as well. I mean, there's been times that you and I have owed each other money and then we forget about it. But I've, I mean, I've owed you money too. The so. thing about me, I'm going to forget and I'm going to hope someone yeah. will remind me because otherwise I have no idea. Yeah. And then like we have sent each other Brianna memes without like anything just like yes. <laughs> like, my money. oh you're right um, I do let me yeah. get it how much was it again like it's just yeah but if you want your money one if you're loaning people money or um buying things or you know like you shouldn't you should never buy people things unless you're expecting not to get your money back which is bad but like don't yeah. loan it if you don't have it 
But two, we live in the digital age of uh, Venmo and things like that. Just send them a money request. As soon as you want the money, just send the request. Yeah. I also firmly believe if someone is going to cover money for you for something and it's not need-based, it's not like, oh, I don't have enough money in my account to pay my utilities and my friend is like loaning Mm -hmm. me some money like that. But like when it's for like extracurriculars, if you are the person paying, there's in an ideal world, people wouldn't forget and would immediately pay you back. But you have done the nice thing by fronting the cost. There is nothing you can then do that makes you uh, the like the bitch, someone who's nagging, anything like that. Like you have relinquished any of those roles by behavior because you have fronted the cost. And so mm-hmm. then you like it, you shouldn't have to be like immediately after be like, hey, pay me back. Like you don't have to pay money and also be chill about it. <laughs> like you yeah. don't have to be both. Yeah, I think as soon as you're like you buy it or be like, hey, I'm getting tickets to the Renaissance movie. It's this amount. Send me the money. Like, yep. or just again, send them a request on Venmo. If you want cash, next time you see them, be like, hey, remember to bring me this. And you can also lie and just say like, can you pay me back? Like, I think I'm going to be short. On like, I I really need the money back. Like, you can guilt people into paying the money back because like it is your money. Mm-hmm. And as someone who forgets all the time that I owe people money, there has never been a time where I've been like, oh my God, like chill out. Because I'm like, no, you literally gave money. Like, I owe you money. Like there is no realm in which you are then the bad person in this situation. Like mm-hmm. I, there, there is no ego there or being like, oh my God, chill, like chill. Right. It's not that. And I think people always worry about like, they don't want to be the person who, I will say, I do find it an- annoying if someone is like covers a, a tab, like you're going out to like or something like that, and it's like you owe two dollars and like you hang out all the time and there's a lot of like you got the tab last time and it was like two dollars that they owed you, but you're like, I'm not gonna do that. But then they always they never offer to pay you back the money that you've spent on them, but they always expect you to pay back the money that mm-hmm. they've spent on you. That is annoying. But unless it is like again, not reciprocated, you you never fall into the position of being that annoying person on Venmo. Yep. That's only time that person is annoying is when that person is asking to be paid back when they never pay anyone else back. Right. Right. But so. like the thing with brunch, I would have just asked for the money, like Venmo immediately. That should have been something you don't that leave was the table immediately without paying back on. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a big believer. I'm like, I don't, we don't leave the table because I can't do math. Like I need yeah. you. I'm going to hand you my phone and you're going to enter in how much money I'm supposed to pay. And I'm, or I'm going to type it. I'm going to show you because I don't. Yeah. That's every time um, when Gabe and Allison come over to order when we have lunch, they're bad at math. And so I just do everything, do a spreadsheet and then just Venmo requests immediately and they pay me back. It's far easier that way. Mm -hmm. So I would say in the future, just ask for it immediately. Or stop covering. And stop covering. Yeah. You get the points. I really yeah. hope you're getting good credit card points. Yeah. I mean, like, even, like, when I went to the Janelle Monet concert, I bought those tickets. Like, I bought two tickets because I was going to go regardless. With and someone. I was just going to yeah. ask, you know, and I wasn't going to have anybody, like, pay me back because I was going to go regardless for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, my cousin was like, no, I'm going to give you some money for it. But I was like, I don't want your money. But when we got to the concert venue, she bought, like, all the food, which food at concert venues yeah. is so expensive. She bought all the food and drinks and, like, anything else that we needed which it came out to the same amount of money as the Mm -hmm. ticket was so yeah 
I think that that that's the uh, those are the kind of friendships I in, enjoy, in mm-hmm. the sense of like money shouldn't have to feel like weird. And I say this as someone who's like not good with money. Melissa knows how bad I am with money, but like I'm not. My issue is not that I spend it. It's just I don't know how to add <laughs> or yeah. like write numbers. And you down. don't spend money at all. No, that at all, at all. And <laughs> yeah. so like that is something that I don't like ever think that me being like bad at money or not understanding any of that. Like I am that friendship should never feel awkward when it comes to to money mm-hmm. in, in general. Like I know that's a hard thing to to say, but like I think friend, money can get weird in relationships, but like friendships, like your good friends like will not care. Yep. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we'll get into calls. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back, and it's time to roll the tapes. Get those voice box. Get the <clears throat> get those voices going. <laughs> Love you guys so much. I've been listening to the podcast for literal years. It's so insane. Anyways, I'm just gonna jump right into it. I have a girlfriend, right? And she moved for work. Whatever, whatever. Her sister's in the same city as her, so she moved into the city just for a little bit. Just you know, right before she gets back on her feet for like two weeks, situation extended a little bit. Who cares? Um, this is just like, hey, maybe we should like move in together because my lease ends in June. So if you want, we could just, you know, split it. Now here's where it's getting crazy because I just want to hear y'all take on this because my thing is like, what the fuck's going on? Because my sister makes double the amount of money that she makes because her sister's a nurse, okay? Now, I'm listening to the situation and I'm telling you, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Now she tells me, yes, she wants to put a 50 50. I'm thinking, the fuck is this? The fuck is this? Am I crazy or is this not proportional or something? Like, I can't put my finger on why this is so right to me. Maybe it's because, like, she just moved and she's just getting back on her feet and, like, with a job and stuff like that. But I feel like if you split the bills with, like, I would say with a partner or a family member, I'm going to say that. Because with a friend, maybe you're not going to be as me yet or whatever. But I feel like the bill should be split proportionally. I feel like that's the more ethical, correct, morally correct way to do it. Because if she splits the bills in half, she's like borderline poor, like borderline, like like at the brink, like is we like living paycheck to paycheck, and she could live by herself for the same amount of money that she'd be splitting out with her sister. Okay, I was like thinking about this. I just I don't know. I just can't right with my spirit. Like I don't care about her living situation. Don't care. That's not what bothers me. I'm really, really just thinking about. Is this a bit, just in general, like, how would you guys feel? Like, how would you guys feel? I don't know. It doesn't seem right in my spirit. Then again, we have different cultures. Like, in my culture, this is just, like, unheard of. Like, you, like, you, I said, you would, like, live with your, your parents would come to live with you when you're an adult and you're established. Like, it's very, like, raised by a village mentality. And so maybe it's because I'm not, like, American-American. That's why I don't understand it. But this feels psycho to me. Like, your own sister's doing this. I don't know. I haven't shared so much my opinion on it because, like, this is your family, your sister. I'm just your girlfriend. I'm going to mind this. If that pleases me, if they am. I've been doing too much. But I'm, I don't know. It's very odd. Anyway, I hope you guys answer this because I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Love you guys. Her like partner, or is it like a friend that's a girl? I think it's or I think it's gr- girlfriend partner because at the end they say, you know, who am I? I mean, I'm just I'm just the girlfriend in the situation, like here in like the, the sense of being like it's not my life, it's not my family, like it's it's girlfriend, but I'm just the girlfriend. You can listen. I, there's also a m- mention in the middle of moving in together, and I think that that POV is from this is how they found out about the splitting fifty fifty is because then they talked about moving in together. Okay. But still, like, that still works either way. I know, it's like now that you're saying or, that, but... Because it, it's like, I have a girlfriend, or is it, like, my girl? I would think that if it was, like, partner, it'd be, like, my girlfriend instead of I have a girlfriend. Hmm. 
See, that makes logical sense. But the entire time, when I'm hearing it, I still thought it was. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Either way, I think it's none of your business. <laughs> like, what I do think it's do. weird, though. I do think, yes. Do I, do I think it's weird? Yes. Like, I think that, like, if if Melanie were to move in with me and as we were uh, initially deciding before uh, she got married and uh, pregnant, like, she was supposed to move to L.A. and we were supposed to be here together. And we were both would have been in school in school together but i would have been working in in school because i was i'm like older than her and then i think by the time no by the time she got here i would have just been working and so it would have made more sense for me to pay more money than her especially depending on like where we were gonna live Mm -hmm. even when me and megan moved we're living not this megan my sister megan when we were living together in college I was working more than she did. And I I like there were times where I would cover her rent for her because it just made more sense that way. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. And I do think that it should be proportional, but um, I don't think it's your business. I only think it's your business if this is your romantic girlfriend, not if this is a friend girlfriend. Because are we going to include the beginning part? Melissa and I were trying to figure yeah. like I assumed that this is your partner, girlfriend. And Melissa was like, but you would say my girlfriend, not I have a girlfriend, which is a very valid point. And so now I'm not sure. But so in my mind, I would say if this is your romantic partner, this is your business. I think regardless if it's your partner or not, if it's a friend, you're allowed to have an opinion. But I don't think that like, it's your business. You can have you can have opinions on lots of things. You can have opinions on things that you don't share. <laughs> but also like, even if it's your romantic partner, and then I'm like, how long have y'all been together? Because if no. y'all have been together, like, three months it's not your business but if y'all have been together like two years then yes it's your business if you're gonna like continue having a relationship you know like this is saving for finances in the future but yeah yeah. I think if it's like this is your partner and this is a your romantic relationship I think like the to the extent of which it is your business I think that you would not be out of line to say to ask like oh is it like do you, you guys don't pay rent proportional and then if girlfriend says like, no, like, do you think that's a little weird? I think you can be like, I mean, I, I like I think that that's like kind of puts you in a tough spot. But like, you know, it's it's not my business. I think that's the extent of it. If it's a friend, I think you avoid the conversation completely. But like, I think in a really in a romantic setting, I think you have to be I think you have to be more careful about how you talk about a romantic partner's family like if you're a friend you can be like that's fucked up that your fucking sister did that but like i think if you're together i wouldn't i wouldn't go that level i don't think it's chill i don't think it's cool uh and i think it's especially like nursing is like very hard and you have ex you have more schooling you have all of this kind of stuff and so like you know the grind and then the the part about nursing is like then you start making pretty good money right after you've kind of gone through all of this and you know you can look at someone who is also just starting and getting on their feet and I think in general if you're going to live with someone else especially if you're going to live with a younger sibling you need to have a mentality of I'm going to take care of you and however I can whether that is financial whether that's emotional whether that's like whatever that is like my role as an older sibling is to take care like it's to take care of you but if you, you don't have to do that, so then don't mm-hmm. live with them. So like, yeah. that's the kind of thing that like, I do think it's kind of shitty to 
and I, I agree with you, caller, in the sense that like, I think romantic relationships and family, that is where splitting proportional, I think friendship wise, it is pretty fair to not split proportionally. Uh, then that I think is divided based on who gets what room. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be kind if friends split things proportionally. And it also depends on like, if you move into where someone else is already living and you're essentially subsidizing what they were already paying, I think paying 50-50 is astronomical because that per- you wouldn't have gone out of your way to get that place because it would be too far out of your budget. Mm-hmm. So I think when it depends on the budget, which like that could have been something with if you, you, Melissa, lived with your sister. Like it's like if you have a higher standard of what you would want, then it goes, okay, so we'll pay proportionate to what you would be paying if we picked the cheaper place that you liked more that was more within your budget. Your budget but like, uh-huh. I'm going to pay the difference for this. So, yeah, I would be, <laughs> if I was the uh, the sibling, I would be like, what are you, this is not chill. Like, this is hella not chill. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would probably live alone at that point. Yeah, but if she does that, uh, she's paycheck to paycheck, so... Whatever. No, but still paycheck to paycheck. It's still going to be paycheck to paycheck e- either way. But then you don't have to live with your sister because, like, do you, you have to? That's also someone you fight with more than you would a regular roommate. Yep. Also, I don't know if I said this, caller. I'm obsessed with your energy. I loved the vibe. I love the energy, and I could, I could sense a little congestion in your voice as well. And just know that solidarity. You've got two other people here with a little bit of congestion. <laughs> <laughs> a lot on my part. But yeah. Yes. Molly's coming. <laughs> All right. Next call. Hey girls, I love you guys so much. My fiance 26 and I 25 have been dating for about six years. About three years ago, we moved in together and we became very close with a mutual friend and his girlfriend, our same age. We're going to call them Lindsay and Carl. We lived in the same apartment building during COVID and we now have a large friend group of about 12 of us. We're not best friends, but I say we're a step below. Lindsay and I have very similar tastes. So now fast forward to August this year, my fiance proposed and I requested an unexpected engagement ring. It's a green sapphire as Fiberstone is emerald as well as my eye color. It is set in yellow gold and has vines and small diamonds surrounding it. Now, three months later, Lindsay and Carl just got engaged today. Carl proposed after someone else's wedding that they had to travel to. Her ring is almost an exact replica of mine. It is a green sapphire on yellow gold with vines wrapped around the ring. She posted a story on Instagram, so I texted her and congratulated her and asked for more pictures of the proposal and the ring, etc. I remember how late I was that day. I wasn't mad at first until mutual friends started sending me screenshots pointing out the eerie similarity. I honestly just felt shocked. I remember a few times of Lindsay loving the green stone and complimenting me, even going as far to comment in front of her boyfriend saying she just loved the ring. Carl even made a comment to my fiance that she wanted the same stone I had. I wasn't made aware of this at the time. As the day has gone on, I have now become fuming. I know after fact checking with the guys that this ring was bought after my engagement. And did she rip off my engagement ring? I won't say anything to her, but should I? Do I just pretend they're not the same? Do I make it a joke? I don't think it's a joke. I think it's rude and tacky. I no longer feel like I should show her details I'm planning for my wedding because I think she's going to make them and take them her own. I keep saying imitation is the highest form of flattery, but honestly, it just makes me mad that we now have the same ring at the same time. She texted me back. She's so excited and happy and sent me an up close picture of the ring. I haven't responded, and I don't know how to at the moment. I'm glad I didn't ask her to be in my bridal party because of this, honestly. Should they have asked permission to have a ring so similar to my untraditional ring? I know I'm not the first to ever do it, but what would you guys say or do? When I see her in person, I can't decide how I'm going to react. 
I'm not excited about the ring, but I can be happy for her at the same time. Should I just say, screw you? How dare you steal an idea so special to me? Is Carl just that stupid? I'm going to add a side-by-side of the rings and an email to you guys, but thank you so much. I sincerely need your advice. I'm going to say right now, I think this is a Carl problem. I do not think this is a Lindsay problem. I think there's a chance it's a Lindsay problem, but I would put the blame on Carl because when your girlfriend says, oh, I really love her ring, to me, this is, I think it's more likely that he goes, oh, cool, easy, goes onto your Instagram, grabs a pic of that. He knows that she likes your ring and then has no creativity of his own to change it up versus her telling him she wants an exact replica of your ring. You know, like, I think that, like, I would always rather assign (laughs) uh, lazy intent than malicious intent, especially to people you're friends with. Some guys are just, like, not creative in that sense. But I would then think that if you saw her in person, if that's the case, she would tell you, like, I'm sorry if this is weird. Like, I mentioned that I really liked your ring. I had no idea that he was going to get, like, your exact ring. But she might not send that over text message because they, I'm assuming, live together. Like, it, she might not want to have that they there. in the same building. Okay, true. That's what I mean. It's like, I think that, like, there is a chance that, like, she could have said something like that or like also i think that they again not if we're not if we're choosing to not assign malicious intent how fucking embarrassed would you be if you were Lindsay that you got engaged and your boyfriend picked the exact same ring as one of your friends i honestly wouldn't care because i'm saying like like, if if she if if it wasn't assigned maliciously and she just like told him like oh i really like this and like tried to use that as a jumping off point and like maybe we assume that like in private they've had other conversations where she's shown other rings and it's just like I told you all of these different things I like, and you literally just copied her exact ring. Like, yeah. that puts it me in a weird position. But, like, I also don't have any qualms about because, like, I have, like, the most common engagement ring. So, like... Yeah. I know what kind of ring I want, too. And I've wanted this ring forever. And it is, like, unique. A lot of people don't have this ring. But if I saw want? somebody... I want a, a canary of course. diamond. Bitch, yeah. what I, I was going to... Do you want pear shape or marquee? I don't want pear shape. I like know in my head. I was like, you want a real Housewives of Atlanta ring, but like a nice one. I don't think it. I don't know what it's. Uh, what shape is it? Cushion. I there's like a lot of things that I want. But if I if somebody else had the same ring, mm-hmm. I would not. Ca- I truly wouldn't care. Yeah, I, I think like it is a really slippery slope to kind of go down when it comes into wedding stuff of being like. Like, and I have both most and I have like big individualistic complexes, but like with weddings, that is something like if you start thinking like, oh, I don't want this person to cop-, like every wedding is a copy of everything else. Mm-hmm. And like, I do think that like it will make you really susceptible to like start going fucking crazy. And like, in a sense of like, you will be miserable, not saying that like other people are gonna make, oh my God, like going crazy. Like, you know, I think you will, you will drive yourself insane and you will be really unhappy if your quest for um, a wedding or for all of this, like to let this interfere with your friendship when like, I don't think that there's malicious intent by it. Like, I think it can be a little bit weird, but I don't think that it's, I think it's more likely that it's just kind of cringy than like something really fucked up and malicious. Like it it can be like maybe a social faux pas, but I also think that... I would say like a prom dress is something that I wouldn't like go out and get the exact same thing of. Or if I had a friend who's like going to a wedding and I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. I'm going to get that same dress. But like an engagement ring, like that to me is kind of like 
there's no way it's going to be the most unique thing in the mm-hmm. in the world and even like i'm on like a bunch of like the like jewelry subreddits and people will post like saw someone post their ring here and like that i got engaged and like i had shown my fiance like my boyfriend at the time pictures and like this is what he did and people were like oh my god that was my ring i love it and people were like oh i've always saved this like there's only so much you can do with that right. and there's only so much that looks good too so like sometimes right. things that have never been done don't look good but I, I think if you're going to live your life in like a nobody can copy me kind of a thing, I don't know how happy you're going to be at the end of it. And I, I want you to focus more on the meaning behind the ring and not the physical ring itself. Like, yes, the physical ring is important, it's, but it's important to you. And you think about your individual ring, like it might look the same as somebody else. Um, and you even said that, you know, that you're not the one that came up with this. Um as it is so like yeah like everything is a copy of everything nothing there's nothing new under the sun and also why didn't your fiance tell you that like he had asked about it yeah because i think that's like i i I just wouldn't put all of this blame on her at all because i don't know i i think like sometimes people can do things that like for us feel like what the fuck why would you do that and like you realize that this person had no idea and so, like, why would I punish someone or, like, choose someone out for that when, I'm like, this person has no idea that they had done anything wrong? And if they did know, they probably wouldn't have, like, done that. Mm-hmm. So I, I always think it's better to give y- your friends um, and people you care about the benefit of the doubt with that. Like, I always think, like, unless, until, <laughs> until you've copied me, un, like, unanimously, like, obviously, like, undisputable, indisputable, undisputable more than three times i'm not going to assume the first two are copies because there's only just so much by proxy whatever that is so yeah and also like like melissa said like yours you have all this great meaning behind it and she might also they might have great meaning behind theirs but there's also a chance that like again her boyfriend just picked a ring that she he knew that she liked and there is no Mm -hmm. meaning behind it and so like that sucks for her like and like she's not a villain for that i don't think anyone should be punished for lack of creativity right agree so sounds pretty though did we get the picture Mm-mm. <gasps> well you when you hear this caller send it send it and maybe that will change my mind it's not gonna know? change mine <laughs> no but like you know to be totally honest the only way it's gonna change my mind is if this ring which i don't think it is based on how you describe it if this ring is uglier than bella's ring in twilight and then i will go this person is literally being so petty that they're choosing to have a hideous fucking ring to make a point. I I imagine, though, when y'all get together, if you haven't already, twins. she's going to be like, twinsies. Yep. Take a pic, twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all the calls. Amazing. Wonderful. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. We had a great time. If you also had a great time, there are so many things you can do. You can leave us a review on the podcast app or on Spotify, but you can also join our Patreon, support the show, watch the video versions, again, listen ad-free, and join us for our twice-monthly live streams where we hang out, we have fun, we cook, we talk shit, and now finally we can talk about TV and movies without having to cut uh, it out or just like, stop, 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 stop. so it's a great time. And as always, send us your voicemails, your voice memos, your emails, and your DMs so we can give you some advice and stay tuned for the rest of the week we have so much more content for you tuesday we have 
See you next Tuesday. What do we do on See You Next Tuesday? We just catch up with each other's lives. And this one that you'll hear tomorrow, um, it's just a lot of us just catching up the last two weeks. We have been texting each other, but we just haven't, we haven't seen yeah. each other. And then we don't have anything on Wednesday. You get to recoup. And then Thursday, we have But Am I Wrong, which is when we talk shit ethically. You know, we 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 tell you if you're being wrong. We talk about if we're wrong. And we talk about pop culture in the same kind of format. It's a fun time. And then what do we have on Friday? Friday's the big, that's what everything leads up to. It's a foreplay for Friday. Fisting Friday. And that's when we read the results from the previous, but am I wrong? Hell yeah. So gird your loins, buckle on in, and enjoy. All right. Well, we will, we don't have anything to end this episode. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>